Happy. We are live. <laughs> Look at this dad fit he got off. Look oh. at him. Look at him. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you do that for? Huh? You did that for daddy? I did. Did that for the babies. For the babies. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It feels what? good to you know, dress up even when you're stuck at home sometimes. Yeah, I mean, no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get, I get when people say that, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just at a point now where like every fit has to be comfortable. So some of the some of the fits I get off are like they're comfortable because you're outside and you have to wear jeans. Right, right. In in comparison to your normal sweats and uh you know undershirt. Right. Right. I mean, I get dressed up for this podcast. Clearly, That's what this yeah. is dressed okay. up. Yeah. I put on a black shirt instead of like a dingy white v-neck that i've had yeah. for like seven years so it's like, a, it's like late 80s early 90s nwa <sighs> yeah i'll go I'll, I'll, I'll rock with that yeah there you go my hats are all in the garage so yeah. i can't really complete the fit but all right so we're still remote casting and uh you know obviously it's given us an opportunity to get some content on our youtube page so just in case you're listening to this, you can see our beautiful faces and you can see Adam's immaculate dad fit. Do you want to see this? You I do, actually. To see this. Um, if you want to, you can go to our YouTube page. Look at him. Uh, is, that a, is he in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So you can go to the YouTube page and you can see his immaculate fit and his, and his just perfect beard. Um, yeah. It's the only but, two things I've got. Yeah, that's it. So hold on to them. Hold them dear. Um, and the reason that we're still doing this is because I am – I don't know if we talked about it – did we talk about it last week? I don't or the week before. That we've talked without talking about it. That's true. That's true. So I'm still reeling from these positive tests that I've been getting. So apparently this is something that happens to some people – wherein they just they're just positive they just keep getting positive COVID tests and uh <clears throat> I'm one of those lucky few I feel absolutely fine um and uh I, I don't know I don't I at this point I'm just like it's doing something to my overall morale as a person <laughs> it's, it's 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 not the being trapped inside so much as it is the feeling like, I don't know. It feels weird. Anytime you tell somebody you're almost ready for the recoil, the recoil, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I guess like how people, I'm not going to go that way, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's, it's just a, I don't know. It feels like there's starting to become a stigma. Yeah, there's like it's like a it's a taboo of sorts that mm -hmm. once you you test positive you're untouchable. Yeah, and I don't like it. I like to be you're, touched. You're a sullied man. I don't I don't want to be sullied. You know I I uh, I just remembered we did definitely talk about it last time because I was rewatching uh, the last episode and I this is one of the first times in a long time 
I myself cringe. Uh, Why? I don't know. And I just want to apologize to everyone listening and watching. Uh, I made a terrible joke. It was just really bad. Uh, it was when you said that you, you got your positive test and I said, were they positive or were they positive that you were negative? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. It's a negative that they're positive that you're positive. <laughs> and I just, in that moment, I just wanted to shrink into myself and disappear for a while. So I don't know what uh, rehashing it here <laughs> is doing. Making it worse. But I just needed to get it off my chest. Well, the Catholic guilt of, of that turd that slid out of my mouth, uh, uh, it needed to be heard. I think the, um, I think the self-awareness and, and the acknowledgement of how bad the joke was, I think should make you feel better. You look yeah. back on this episode and go, well, I, I nipped that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just need to get it off my chest. So, okay. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, before we continue down this long and uh, troublesome and depressing road. Okay. Let's talk about the beers we're drinking tonight. Yeah, let's do that. So, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so, I think, I think uh, we, we visited them last episode as well. Uh, Cyber Brewing. People of the Sun. People of the Sun. Is no. a beer that I uh, picked up for you last time, too. No. Uh, for my birthday. Past, yeah, for your birthday. Um, but just this past weekend, they had another release of the People of the Sun, this time with uh, sugar. Well, that's in the original one. Watermelon and dragon fruit is a differentiator on this bad boy. Nice. So, um, I got both of them out so I can taste test and differentiate the flavors and let you know which one's my favorite. Uh, all right. Um, speaking of, of cringe, because I just, I just remembered when you, when you brought that up, I just remembered. Um, I, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before. I ended the show, our sign-off, and I pointed at you. Mm -hmm. But since the image is flipped, I was pointing... <laughs> And the, well, I guess this yeah. would be pointing at you now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it flipped okay. and I looked like I was, I looked like an asshole. So <laughs> I watched that back and I was like, Bye. I mean, why wouldn't it tell me that it, it not only does the, I guess the mirror image thing, I don't know, but it made me cringe too. I was like, you fucking it, idiot. It should appear the way that it's going to look. It, you would think, but I guess you the, since it's a, since they have to flip it, I guess like a selfie camera. I don't know. Anyway, we're both cringing. So my beer for tonight uh, comes from Jacksonville, baby. We've done Intuition before. This is a limited release. It is their Party Wave New England IPA. Um, it actually has a cold read. And I'm sorry, Adam. It um, hurts more than you know. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this one. Uh... Here's some more cringe for you. This juicy and dank IPA is loaded to the max with hops, brah. I'm going to redo that. Okay. This juicy and dank IPA is loaded to the max with hops, brah. That's what they wanted. Better. 
Party wave is radical on the beach. Choice on the couch, totally tubular at the bonfire. Take a chill pill, grab a brewski, dude, and shred the gnar. That really, really upsets me. That really upsets me. I don't like, I kind of don't even want to drink the beer now. Shred the gnar. Shred the gnar. But we will, and you know why? Why? Because this is the One Beer and Podcast. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, so I'm stuck in the house for another, well, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know if anybody regularly checks the CDC guidelines for this kind of thing. Um, and I know that sounds like a weird thing, but maybe people should do, be doing this. <laughs> I was this close to making fun of that, but uh, yeah, actually, prob- we probably should be checking that at least once a week or something. Yeah, I, I was being facetious, but then as I was saying it, I was like, we should be keeping an eye on that. <laughs> Especially since considering doctors get their, um, they get basically get their orders from the CDC on how to proceed. Yeah. I talked to the, I talked to, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, it, traditionally you would think that most, I mean, most governments and societies would be somewhat dictated in their policy based on what the CDC is recommending too. Right. Uh, but we've seen a pushback against that with the, the school reopenings saying that the CDC shouldn't get in the way of opening, reopening schools. That's well, another we're seeing a pushback on intelligent discourse on the whole. So that's anything that seems like, oh, that's a good idea expect a large portion of the population to be like, don't like it. It's a bad idea. It's entrenched on my entrenching on my rights. Why? You're encroaching encroachment. I remember that was one of the first football penalties that I learned when I was a kid encroachment Hmm. and no, and, and then they don't, they don't call it in real life. (laughs) Like I learned it on quarterback club, 90, 98. They would just go encroachment, but it, it it's all offsides. So that's that's a little bit about me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> anyway, all the doctors should be all the doctors are taking their orders from the CDC, and so anything that that gets put on that website, people should be keeping their eye on. And I say that because they've updated it as of this recording two days ago. And uh, shit, I'll pull it up. I pull that bitch up. Are you, are you going to do another cold read in my face? <laughs> no, I would never. I only do what I have to do, okay? So this is the assessment as of July 20th, 2020. Available data indicates that persons with mild to moderate COVID-19 remain infectious no longer than 10 days after symptom onset. 
Persons with more severe to critical illness or severe immunocompromise likely remain infectious no longer than 20 days after symptom onset. Recovered persons can continue to shed detectable SARS-CoV-2 in upper respiratory specimens for up to three months after illness onset, albeit at concentrations considerably lower than during illness in ranges where replication competent virus has not been reliably recovered and, and infectiousness is unlikely. Meaning, even after the 30-day mark, you're at a point where you may still test positive, but your chances on spreading it are unlikely. If you have... There's a chance. <laughs> and that's for people who are, are immunocompromised. Right. If a person has just got mild symptoms, they're now switching to... Uh, uh, they, their, their recommendation is to switch to a symptoms-based uh, return-to-work uh, guideline, basically. Right. And it only takes 10 days of isolation and not the previously thought or accepted two weeks, full two weeks, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Which, again, it's just like who, who fucking – I mean, the more we know, obviously, the better. And this is good news – but it's also like, how long is this good news going to last? Well, and it just sounds so uncertain. I know that it's written that way on purpose because they don't want to give people the idea that this is a for sure, you know, uniform 100% of the time everyone is, you know, not uh, infectious anymore after 10 days. But yeah, well, and they and they have a disclaimer down at the bottom too to kind of reiterate what you were saying. Right. I mean, I, I get all that, but at the same time, it's not very reassuring. No. Uh, because, you know, like we, we wanted to record today, but uh, given that news, but because my mom is immunocompromised, I, you know, it's just still uncomfortable to do that if there's even a chance of yeah. that being the case. So That makes sense. You just don't want to be around me. I get it. I'm like a leper. True. That is true. Can you get it over the internet? I mean, we're going to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and that, I, I agree with you, honestly. I mean, I, I obviously want to get out of the house, but the other thing is it's not worth the risk. You know, this is working perfectly fine, I guess. Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one time my headphones stopped working mid-podcast? Yeah, that was good. That was fun. That was fun. It's obviously enough, well, not obviously, but it's enough for my job, who's like, hey, these are the CDC guidelines, so come on back. <laughs> and now I'm like, hmm, do I have grounds to be like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I know I do. I know I do. I'm not afraid to, you know, stand up for my rights because I kind of want to get out of the house, but I don't want to be. Not like this. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to walk in and people are going to be like their desks like move out of the way and everybody parts like the Red Sea that yeah. gets to my actually, you know what? I take that back. Leave me the fuck alone. Let me walk to my desk. Don't talk to me. Don't even look at me. Hushed murmurs. I, yeah, I, you know what? Fine. I'll be like uh, uh, Cer Cersei when she's walking through and they're shame, shame, <laughs> except for everybody's just hushed. Yeah. And just walk, watching me walk through the town, no clothes on, mm -hmm. just a mask, dick out. 
Have you you didn't like that? <laughs> I thought I had that on private. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I'm going to take another one, obviously, and uh, try to get to the bottom of this shit. But I'm at a point where, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Well, again, at least you're feeling okay, and I guess that's the most important thing. And you are, you have been uh, quarantining and uh, being safe and keeping everybody else safe, so yeah, the right thing to do in this yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think that Kanye has COVID? No. No. I think he's got other things going on. Some, something has to be infecting his brain. Something's going on. Something. And I don't know. <clears throat> maybe that's maybe that's a little insensitive. A little bit to uh, <laughs> people who have COVID and people who have mental illnesses. <laughs> trying to offend as many people as possible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I have it too. So I'm I'm we're we're all we're all in this together. We're all in this together. But seriously, did you watch? Did you watch his uh, campaign rally? Um, I saw bits and pieces. I didn't sit down for the entire, what, 18 minute long. I, I would never know. Cause I've never in my life watched the whole thing. Yeah. I've, I've only seen the, the kind of hot bits that people have been. <laughs> circulating. Yeah. There's, there's no reason to really go in, <clears throat> excuse me, go into the actual, the actual, um, campaign rally, because that's kind of been done to death really yeah it's a, it's a bit old news at this point and yeah I mean, mostly because of what's happened after the fact but and so much has happened after the fact yeah. i couldn't even keep Hard up with track. it <laughs> exactly yeah i mean he's he's known for he's known for going on to what well, he used to be known for going on as soon as he got one i remember it dude i remember it was it was exciting for white hipsters to, 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 for him to jump on Twitter. And they, I swear to God, dude, they would write articles about his tweets, just the weird shit that he would say. They would, they'd write articles about and they'd meme, they'd meme it. And, and I mean, his, his Twitter page just became like the stuff of legend and it was just the most innocuous things. But I guess it's because some, at the time, a mega star was on Twitter saying, weird stuff yeah which now is part of the course but you know in 2000 what 2012 2013 that wasn't you know twitter has evolved back then you know there was there was there was obvious it is what it, it what what it was but they didn't have somebody like kanye go on there and just say shit like i remember one tweet because i've seen i've seen more than one article <clears throat> he said something like uh i hate when you're on a plane, we fall asleep on the plane and the stewardess gives you a water bottle. Cause now I'm responsible for this water bottle <laughs> and people just, I mean, look, we're starting to get to a point where the, the, the sheen on him, even for people who think that he's this, this, this Einstein of, of modern culture, the sheen is starting to kind of rub off a little bit. Not a little bit, a lot for a lot of people. 
a lot, yeah. And it's still <laughs> I, I bring up the old tweets because they his Twitter rants used to be celebrated. Now, to a lot of people, they seem like a cry for help. Yeah. I mean, I, I think most recently it, it became clear that this it went from kind of entertaining to uh, worrisome very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get a guy like him who is no, um, not only a huge star – but also brutally honest about his stardom and a lot of times what happens around him. Yeah. It's refreshing, you know, when he's talking about how he feels about the being on E network and the Kardashians and how he feels about Travis Scott and Drake and, you know, how he feels about designers doubting him and things like that. All that stuff is like reminiscent of the old Kanye, but then you start seeing you start seeing other stuff. It's just kind of troublesome. Yeah. Stuff well, I mean, that... Just things that you can tell are uh, just not not meant for us. When it starts getting into uh, a crisis with his family publicly, it's just uncomfortable. And yeah. Even, even if they're public figures and, like, you know, I'm, I saw myself that a lot of people were reacting like this is just part of the reality TV show. But... Yeah. I mean, taking it at face value, and that's really all we can do, assuming this isn't some just, like, performance art thing that he's putting on. uh, I mean, that's really troubling for anyone to publicly get online and air out issues you have with your wife. Do you think, do you think, truthfully, when you see him acting like this and then an album comes out, do you think that he's doing it on purpose to get attention. I mean, I would, I would say, (laughs) I would say yes, but I just feel like if, if that's true, he's playing the longest of long games on everyone, you know, like (laughs) to, to pretend that, uh, you know, he's having these issues and, and to, you know, got to drag his family through the dirt, uh, hinting at infidelity and, uh, you know, talking about abortions and all these like really heavy, serious subjects. Yeah. Twitter to complete strangers. I mean, to do that, like, and to not really be having some kind of crisis. I don't know. That's, that is the ultimate of selling your soul, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if, I'm sure, like, you know, they're okay with it because a lot of people, you know, look at the Kardashians as opportunistic people and willing to do anything to to sell. Uh, yeah. Come up with this, you know, uh, I guess, idea that maybe they're all in on it and this is just a big act. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's conspiracy theory to me. I, I don't know. This, this entire thing just yesterday, a couple days ago, kind of it broke that barrier for me of like eh, it's probably bullshit it's yeah promotion. it seems like there's an actual crisis going on maybe it's maybe it's spurned on because he's also trying to promote this album and maybe that pressure got to him and affected him in this way that he you know 
publicly acted out. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. To me, <clears throat> I mean, I'm pretty skeptical about this kind of stuff. Uh, being in marketing myself, you know, like you see a lot of viral marketing things that are in guerrilla marketing. That's like, oh, let's 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 test the the barrier between marketing and reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this goes beyond the pale for me a little bit. Yeah. So that I don't know. I'm not sure, but this seems real to me. What do you think? I mean, every time that's, I mean, it's, it's been pretty well documented now for the past, I don't know, five, six albums. He has stirred some kind of controversy when he's rolling out an album. And so people always go to the, well, I mean, an album is obviously coming and, you know, right on cue, he announced both uh, God's country and then he pulled that one back and he said, no, this one's, it's called Donda. Mm-hmm. So he's playing on, you know, Donda's, uh, <clears throat> his mother's name mm-hmm. and who's famously been an inspiration for, uh, basically Donda West represents everything that's still good and holy about Kanye or as far as his image is concerned. Yeah. And so <clears throat> anytime she gets brought up, Anytime that she's used in any kind of marketing or anything like that, it is to kind of get that image in your head. Not to say that this album is doing the same thing, but I've seen clearly in the past that whenever she's brought up, it's used to go, you know, it's almost, um, she's almost got this um, sainthood when it comes to like the entire Kanye uh, mystique, you know, yeah. So I remember. I remember back in the day, he was he was trying to develop a game where she's like an angel, and you he made the game. Oh, did he made the game? It's basically a uh, what are those? What are those endless runners? Endless runner. Yeah. Is that they're just called endless runners? Yeah. Yeah. He made one of those, and and I guess you you make it to heaven at some point. I don't know. It was a cute little game. People fucking shredded it because I don't know. Oh, this was in the midst of another nervous break, breakdown mm-hmm. this time it was around my beautiful dark twisted fantasy Wait, i need to stop you right there because i think you just came up with a brilliant idea a reality baking show timed nervous breakdown <laughs> oh did I, I stumbled over my words didn't i you did but I think you stumbled in the right direction. I think that that needs to happen nervous, nervous breakdown okay so wait is it all people with generalized and social anxiety trying to cook <laughs> yes. under pressure yes yes and then like they just have people jump out at them <laughs> while they're trying to, well, yeah yeah every time they open up like a, 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 a counter or like a fucking pantry yep. somebody's waiting in there yep. that's good that's good yep. it's documented that is trademark we came right. up with that nervous breakdown nervous breakdown mm-hmm. um so no no you're good it's a good idea you know that's how this the title of this show came to be. I don't know if you remember that, but we were having a conversation like this, and I said, it's a show where we're one beer in. And then you, you're like, that's it. That's the fucking, that's the title. That's it. <laughs> so, hey, man, genius, right? It comes yeah. when you least expect it. There you go. So his new album's Donda. He's got the rally, the 
I'm running for president thing, which again, it's just like, it's so full of ineptitude that it's, it's staggering. He has this rap, this, this crazy rally where he's saying all kinds of shit about, like you said, abortions. I mean, it, it, it's like he's, I mean, he's flying off the seat of his pants. Literally, he's coming up with policies on the fly. Yeah. People are like checking him in the middle of his rally. And he's like, well, I mean, this is what we'll do instead. And he's just coming up with ideas on the fly. And it's like anyone who's like, yeah, but I mean, it's like, no, dude, there's no yeah, but. Okay, this shit is, this is out of control now. Every clip that I saw of that rally, he was rambling like, like somebody who just did about 10 lines of Coke. <laughs> it's about four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And they're just annoying their friend that they're with. Right. Every, everyone's sleep on the couch and he's up and he's doing rails and he just comes up like, and you know, I, I think what you should do is you should give a million dollars to the women who don't abort their babies, right? That's an idea. You know, like, yeah. all right, man, I'm just, I mean, we've been up since like fucking four yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, we, <laughs> let's make it legal everywhere. That's why, because we spoke yesterday. Hey, man, I shoot guns. Kids shoot guns. I got six-year-olds shoot guns. Guns are fun. Let's make guns, guns legal everywhere. I mean, I have to agree with him on that one. Guns, guns are, are fun. fun. Guns yeah. are fun. Guns are fun. <clears throat> um, so to kind of get back to the original question, I think that what it is, is it's a combination of, yes, he does things. I think he does things to be in the spotlight, but I also think that whenever these, it, it's not a coincidence that all of this stuff happens around album rollouts. And I say that to mean not that he's doing these things on purpose, but that there's more eyes on him around a rollout yeah. and he's trying to get attention. So I'm not saying that he's doing quote unquote crazy things or doing these rants and stuff to get the attention. I think it's a nature of needing the attention for the album. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think yeah, yeah. he's going, I don't think in his book he has, you know, abortion. Yes. No, I don't know on his list of to-dos when he's putting an album out. I just think it happens by the nature of having all these eyes on him when he needs to put something out. Yeah. I mean, that'd be my guess too. Is just that I, I, again, I think that it's just a, maybe this is just the cycle of, of the way his mind works. <clears throat> he becomes really manic and really, you know, jittery and nervous and has these episodes whenever it's about to be album time. Because yeah that pressure of of wanting to get this project out but i'm sure he's a perfectionist and all those things to weigh heavy on creatives so yeah i mean it's again <clears throat> like we said before it's really hard to talk on this because we don't know what's going on with him i mean uh, we we saw that i don't know if you saw that letter that kim kardashian put out yeah i saw her uh i saw her statement right so you know she she made it clear that you know as we've known, he has bipolar disorder and, uh, you know, hinted at it being the reason why he's having these outbursts right now. So, yeah. And, you know, people, she, she put that statement out. I, I said this on Twitter and I'll say it on the show so it's cemented in stone. I'm telling you right now, 
mark my words, if something happens to Kanye or if he does something, if he, he some kind of self-inflicted harm or anything, she will be blamed for it. And it happens all the time. Women who are in these situations, for some reason, it's their responsibility to be the punching bag, the proverbial punching bag, hopefully not the literal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and the, the, the receptacle for all of the garbage that troubled men go through. Mm-hmm. And they did it, they did it with Mac Miller. Yep. It was Ariana Grande's fault that he killed himself. Mm-hmm. It's it wasn't his, it wasn't you know his depression and every anything else that was bothering him. It wasn't his choice to do this. It was, in fact, I mean, it wasn't his choice. It was an no. accidental overdose. But that's beside right. the point. When he first killed himself, everyone went after her because she had broken up with him recently and then got with Pete Davidson really quickly. And yeah. so apparently that um, pushed him over the edge and then he didn't care about life anymore. So that's her fault that he made a choice and she made a choice. She obviously did what she needed to do to be healthier, mm-hmm. right? To put herself in a healthier situation, or at least she thought, I don't know. My point is it's their fault. It's Kanye's fault. It's Mac Miller's fault. I hear. I know that you don't want to hear it, not you, but the Mac fans. I know you guys don't want to hear it, but he chose to do what he did by by his own volition. It's not Ariana Grande's fault, and it's not going to be Kim Kardashian's fault. And I saw somebody post a tweet that said, Kanye needs a black woman's love. What? And this was a black woman that posted it. So that's what we're going to do? Not only is his wife not good enough, but he needs to dump all his garbage on a black woman. Right. I'm tired of the, his mom died, cut him some slack. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of it. It, it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not a good argument. It was when he was still dealing with that. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's not dealing with it. Who knows? (laughs) That's yeah. I'm not saying that. Fine. Not saying that. What I'm saying is he's a grown-ass man, and we right. can't keep chalking up every decision that he makes and every mistake that he makes to somebody else's problem. Yeah. Well, Why yeah. does Kim Kardashian have to be the one? I mean, the statement she put out, she had to put that out because all the crazy shit he was saying on Twitter and all these people saying, where are his people? Do you really think that Kanye West is just sitting in this giant mansion by himself and no one's going, hey, are you all right? Like, I just refuse to believe that. I don't, I, there's no way that this guy with what, four kids living with upwards of like 20 people on that farm, there's people everywhere. Yeah. You think he locked himself in a bunker and was like, I'm going to get these tweets off. <laughs> and there's no one there to check on him. You think oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle was the first person to fly out and check on him? He was the first person. He sent him right back as soon as he couldn't make a joke on demand. <laughs> Dude, that shit is weird. Speaking of cringe. <laughs> right. No, I, I literally, I had to emergency abort out of that video. Because I was like, oh, my skin's crawling. Oh, no. I, I had to stop it and then restart it. 
because when he first started doing it, I couldn't, I started to like sweat. I was so uncomfortable yeah. with what yeah. he was doing. My and then I was like, let me, all right, let me go back in. I have to see the end of this. No, yeah. no, I couldn't do it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> dogs are barking. These dogs are a barking. You can hear it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I was going to say something that uh, stood out to me in Kim's response to all this was that, you know, she, she said anyone who's dealt with, uh, you know, mental issues or somebody who has mental issues, specifically bipolar disorder, knows that, like, it doesn't matter how much you want to help them. They need to help themselves. Right. Which is 100% true. Right. You know, you, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. And I think yeah. that was the biggest thing you could pull from that response. <clears throat> like, yeah, I mean, there. I'm. Sh it's not like Kanye doesn't have a support system if he wants it. It's yeah. not like, and not knowing him personally, obviously, but I, I can easily assume he has a family. You know, like there, there are enough people around him that are probably have been trying to seek help for him. Yeah. If he doesn't accept it, then there's not much you can do. Right. And going back to what you were saying before about, you know, it's it's Kanye's fault, it's Mac Miller's fault. I think we need to steer away from pointing blame at anyone because specifically with those two people, you know, Kanye didn't ask to have bipolar disorder. Right. He didn't ask to have uh, addiction problems. Right. So, you know, I think blame is something that we should shift away from and instead focus on, you know, unfortunately that was the situation, but these people can and or could have seeked out appropriate help it's unfortunate yeah. they didn't or haven't yet but there are other avenues they're not destined to fail or to go down this this hole of you know depression or, or manic uh, episodes or uh, uh addiction yeah uh, eventually leading to death you know right that's, that that's makes <clears throat> that makes sense and i and i agree with you i uh, um like blaming them for their i i i I was more trying to illustrate that it is, it's not anyone else's fault. No. Now I see what you're saying. No one's really at fault. It's, it's, it's just a tragic situation and there shouldn't be, you know, you did this or you did this. So I see, I see what you're saying. It just bothers me whenever I see um, anyone else being blamed for someone else's actions. Yeah. Especially grown ass men. Yeah, I mean, it's it's way easier to do that when your idol has an issue to go, oh, well, it's clearly because of, you know, his significant other or right. the friends he has. <clears throat> yeah. That's it couldn't, it couldn't possibly be that this person had issues that they needed to deal with and for whatever reason, they weren't able. Right. It couldn't possibly be on that person. It has to be some external force that is pushing my hero to do the things that he's doing. Right. So when Kanye says these crazy things at his rallies or when Kanye supports Donald Trump or, uh, you know, when he, when he says the things about Harriet Tubman and all this stuff, it can't possibly be his actual line of thinking, right? It has to be his bipolar disorder, right? And that's the kind of shit, 
that bothers me because people just don't, they can't accept that somebody's making a choice. Yeah. I mean, and maybe there, there there's obviously a lot more going on than we're ever going to be aware of, but you have to stop putting these guys on a pedestal and I'm guilty of it too. I mean, this is well documented how big of a fan I was of Kanye on this podcast. Yeah. So it's not as if this doesn't hurt to say, but I'm, 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 I'm done with it, man. I'm done with, with the, I mean, like, for example, <clears throat> the abortion thing, we keep hitting on that because it was a big hot, it was a hot button issue from the Forbes, from the Forbes uh, interview that he did. So he was pro-life right mm-hmm. then he does this rally and he's like you know i'm i'm pro choice but i want to put incentives in place to um help a woman if she decides to ha- not have an abortion now setting aside the absolute lunacy of a program dedicated to women who keep their babies because it it it's just what does that mean and who do you define as those people? Do they have to go to Planned Parenthood and then change their minds and then they get a million dollars? How are you going to stop from every single pregnant woman going to Planned Parenthood and just going, I need right. that Millie? It's just an idiotic, but I'm, let's set that aside. The fact that it took, that all it took was a little bit of public pressure for him to go, ah, you know what? I'm pro choice now. Actually, like, listen, I'm pro choice. And so, to hear that he, we're on the same wavelength is nice, but I don't believe him. No. Because he said what he said, and he said how he felt about it. And then after public pressure, it's like, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. It's like, motherfucker, you're running for president, quote unquote. You need to have this shit down packed, ready to go. You, what are you talking about? It reminds me a little bit of another guy that, <laughs> you know, enjoys power mm. may have it right now mm. but you know talk to him boo boo mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. let him know but yeah i, I think that's nail on the head. <clears throat> like he kanye has historically almost flaunted his ignorance yeah. and a, as a benefit in some way of it, him being more pure because he doesn't read a lot he just goes from his heart he speaks from the heart and it goes based off his own ideas. Like, okay, that's fine if your only job is to make albums. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, do that. Do that all you want. But when you start talking about policy that affects people, you're out of your depth, my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you, you, you got to read a book sometimes. You got to read a book, bud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just got to do it. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I hate to do it. I hate, I hate to put this on you, but you got to read one. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I, uh, you know, I think, I think Kim unfortunately had to, had to come out with that statement. Um, but I think that, that won her some favor in the situation as far as sympathy and, you know, I don't know, man, if you look at the responses to it, there's a lot of people who are like, well, then you need to get him help. I, uh, this is, I, I, this is what's making me so angry about this whole issue is even when she says something like that, like, look, <clears throat> I understand that people don't like the Kardashian clan. The idea of them robs uh, millions of people the wrong way. 
the way that they got their money, the way that they present themselves, yada, yada. I get it. Me personally, I don't have a problem with the Kardashians. I don't think about them one way or the other. I think that in, a, in America, when you have all these people who want to celebrate capitalism, and I know that capitalism now is this thing that we're all of a sudden shitting on, <laughs> but from a capitalistic standpoint, you can't do any better than I had a sex tape. At first it sucked, but, ah. then, I, <laughs> but then I flipped it and now I've turned it into a multi-billion dollar industry yep. on the strength of who I am as a person. Not I just don't her. think you can get better than that. Not only her, her entire family. Yeah. They, something. They took that wow, and the fact that they are... are you know, somehow connected to the fiber of America through OJ Simpson and, and Rob Kardashian. They took those two connections and then it, I mean, they've carved out an entire space in pop culture for them alone. You hear Kardashian, you know exactly what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to think about it if you're in this country. Yeah. So I'm not, praising them that's just the reality of the situation but i'm also not going to denigrate them for taking a situation and turning it into a billion dollars like right so when i see them make a statement i don't automatically go ah fuck them it's kim kardashian saying something she's a human being yeah. i mean she's ditzy on the show i guess but that doesn't mean she doesn't deserve respect when you read something like that yeah well and i mean you, you talk about her turning that bad situation with the sex tape into lemons and lemonade, basically. Right. But then... Kanye, but you got something to say? Uh -oh. <laughs> you got an opinion? I have a very big opinion. On what? On what you just said. <clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> the floor is open, ma'am. Can you hear her clearly? Yeah, I can hear clearly can now. <laughs> you you want to get something off your chest? I just um, respectfully, I'd have to disagree do you do? with you about the whole Kim Kardashian thing because, <clears throat> like you said, they built most of their uh, you know rapport on the backs of <laughs> quite literally Kim's back. No But what she did with her fame. I think is pretty detrimental to women as a whole. I mean, she's obviously a beautiful woman, but she completely, um, you know, changed how she looked to kind of um, get this image of herself, which is fine. Do what you got to do. But because she became so popular so quickly because of the show, because of everything, you've got so many women who look to them as like idols. Mm -hmm. And it has completely like, deranged i think women's perspective of what's pretty you know but how is that different from any other supermodel of the past 20 no, years it, it's not it's not i'm not comparing that but the fact that you said you know it doesn't mean that the first thing when i see kim kardashian or any of the kardashians talk about something the first thing i do is fuck her i do <laughs> i literally do i hate them all i don't like them. See, like maybe i can give them credit when it's due like they definitely did build products and they're doing it you know, go you. But the first thing I think of is, ah, she's a human, you're out. No, fuck that bitch. 
Okay. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think like, well, let's hear her out. I don't have an opinion either way is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I don't have strong feelings towards them yeah. the way that obviously you do. I really do. And a lot of people really do. do. Well, it's only because I think maybe the people who I see personally and just other, you know, Instagram celebrities, people on Twitter who will like repost some of their content and like the way that they talk about them as if like they were these like perfect gods and goddesses and what they do and it's like but that's not what a I literally saw a surgeon I follow a lot of medical shit now on Instagram and Twitter uh -huh. and a surgeon a plastic surgeon literally did a comparison of like an you know a woman's physique versus a plastic surgeon physique I think I saw that Trying it was like two diagrams down, of yeah like, of like where your waist should be yeah, and it's right below your belly button clearly it's fake which we all know like their body image right now is completely distorted yeah but it's the fact that women are thinking like oh wow if my waist doesn't look like that I'm not pretty yeah and the fact that they don't say anything about that yeah you know I wish if she would have been like any of them yeah this is what I do, so my image, I like plastic surgery, whatever, like, don't follow me, do what you gotta do, they might have said anything like that, and be like, alright, that's a prerogative. But I don't think that they ever were like, you need to look like me. I think that they were trying to emulate an image that they already had of what was beautiful in America and took it to the next level. Hmm. And now there's women who, you, who see that, but it's not as if the Kardashians are the, uh, uh, the start of of body dysmorphia in america i think they were at the pivotal moment i think they're right there at the cusp right before it crashes and burns oh i disagree okay. i don't think that i i understand that they are hugely influential now but i think that that's ignoring american history and pop culture for the past 30 years of think, women yeah. black women in general having to look on the TV and not see themselves and see the epicenter or the, the apex of beauty being somebody that uh, looks like Pamela Anderson, for instance, and that being, that is it. That is the top of the mountain of beauty. Right. That was going on for decades before the Kardashians were even thought of. They were children at that point. Yeah. So I still, I think that there's always been this, I don't know. I guess you're, I mean, you're right. You're definitely right. They it's, perpetuated it. I'm they not, didn't do right. anything to help it. Not to dismiss history, obviously, but I'm just saying, I just like to think if I ever became famous, I would do everything I possibly could to like make sure that women and men feel comfortable in any capacity. And I don't think they're using their platform in a way that I think is beneficial for everyone. I can agree with you on that. That's, I don't see, I don't see them. It. I don't see them doing a lot of body positivity, uh, you know, be comfortable in your natural skin. Yeah. Uh, There's not. And the thing is, especially with TikTok nowadays, like our niece is 13, almost 13, and she's talking to me about certain things that she doesn't think looks right on her body. Yeah. And I'm like, you're 12 years old. Yeah. Go outside and play in the mud. Eat some bugs. <laughs> it's good protein, you know? Right, right. But instead, she's worried about how she looks like on our TikToks. And so yeah. it's like... I don't know. You, you kind of get like a different perspective when you start to have personal people in your life reach out to you. Yeah. And they're already like, I was a, I was a boy when I was, I was a boy until I was like 16. She was a boy. Shut up. <laughs> I wore Marco's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and not the good kind, the no. basketball shorts that didn't match. It was yeah, awful. It was bad. It was so, really bad. I don't know.
All right. Well, that's um, <laughs> my bad. Obviously, that 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 this is triggered. This is the Lottie show. <laughs> and and I think that that. Here's the thing. We should we should get back to that on another episode. Yeah. Well, I was I was before she left. I was going to ask her through you. She'll come why, back. Why? Yeah. Why, why is it Kim Kardashian's job to make people comfortable with her body? I I think. Choose to, comfortable to, with her body or comfortable with their bodies? Well, it, it sounded like Lottie was trying to say, like, because oh. she got all this work done, she's she's given this unrealistic uh, ex- expectation for both men and women for what a woman's body should look like. Yeah, right? I think that's what she was saying, yeah. I understand that, and I agree completely, but at the same time, isn't that her choice like can can she not do that without having to put a disclaimer saying you know this is my, yeah right you right. shouldn't try to achieve this it's it's unnatural like yeah. i don't i don't think that's her job i think that it's the job of you know everyone as a community to come together and say <clears throat> you know don't expect to look like that without thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery yeah i i think the thing is get out of the mirror Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think <clears throat> I think that that is a conversation not just about Kim Kardashian but about the influence of celebrity as a whole, right? Yeah. Because I don't think that it's a celebrity's responsibility to teach anybody anything, unless that's their job, obviously. But if you're just a person who got famous because you can catch a ball really good. I don't think it's their responsibility to like when people go, you're a role model. You need to act. It's like, no, they're not. You're the one I, we are teaching kids that that's what they should aspire to because they're on the TV and they're flashy and charismatic. And we love to look up to that. No matter how much we try to act like we hate the Odell Beckhams of the world. We fucking love it. Cause it's awesome. And then it becomes, they need to be flashy, charismatic, but also they need to fit into this box so that I don't have to teach my kid right and wrong. Odell Beckham can teach my kid right and wrong. Yeah. So I, I don't think it ever, the onus ever falls on the celebrity to do those things, but I understand where Lottie's coming from, which is the fact that they are hugely influential, hugely popular. And a lot of people believe that the responsibility does fall on people when they become that big, Mm -hmm. that they have now a platform where they need to use it positively or else they're at least subject to criticism. Well, I think, I think Kim has largely done that in the most recent years, especially with prison reform in particular. That has helped her image. Yeah. I mean, say what you will, but she's done some, good things in that department she has and people still are like yeah but it's like she got a person out of jail right right can we stop with the yeah but for just a second mm-hmm. i think that the that girl that she got out of jail i think she's she's done it with a couple of people but that girl who's on who's who had been locked up for a while she got her out and it's like i bet you that she's not going yeah but she's going <laughs> i'm out and free, right. and it's because somebody gave a shit about my case who was super popular. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Kim Kardashian is not the most popular person on the planet. Let's get that straight for a second. If somebody else with that kind of power and influence wanted to do what Kim Kardashian did, they could. Oh, yeah. So I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's Drake's responsibility to do something like that, but I can tell you that Drake has the power and influence to move the needle in the way that Kim Kardashian does. Yeah, of course. So can you open the door? I think he... I think Bo's right outside the door. Their dog left out. Yeah. So my uncle was like, I think Bo's looking for you. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway. Right. I don't know how we... Oh, I know how we got here. Go ahead, go ahead. I was trying to say, before we got into the Kardashians, um, was that I think... Like you were saying, it 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 sucks that she had to be in this position to have to even release a statement of any kind, but she did specifically because her husband put her in that position, which is right. You know, you know like again, another thing where it's like, why is it? You know, now the onus falls on her to have to come out and defend the family and and make a statement when it should be fucking his responsibility. And then still getting shit on the entire time. The whole time. Because of, of perception and her history mm-hmm. and the, just this ingrained idea <clears throat> that it's somehow always the wife or girlfriend or significant other's fault that, you know, X person didn't get the help they needed. Bro, I, I um, <clears throat> this is a little off topic, but still kind of on topic. I follow Mia Khalifa on Instagram. Uh-huh. And only on Instagram. Okay. Sure. Sure. Famous and, uh, ex porn star. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, there's a more elo- eloquent way of, of saying porn star nowadays. I forget what it is. Adult film actress. Adult film actress. If you, yeah. I mean, if you talk to her, Former. she wouldn't even accept that. Yeah. Former. She's now just a kind of an internet. Uh, just really an internet personality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, <clears throat> Um, it, 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 her experience speaks to how we treat women and, and women celebrities in American society. Mm-hmm. She famously became huge, a huge porn star really quickly because yeah. she, uh, she's Lebanese and, um, she was, she's obviously, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dogs, dog, I, I swear These to God. Dogs are barking. I just want to put them all out of their misery. I thought you were My say misery. That. I thought you were going to say, I just want to put them all down. <laughs> uh, that's the German Shepherd. They, I can tell. No one, they don't have any control. No one has any control over There's him. no control over that German yeah. Shepherd. I, I Honestly, man, I think that like, Dogs in general, but him especially. If uh, if a dog was just like, I'm done with this, they would just they would eliminate everyone in this house. Yeah. Think about if a dog, like a German Shepherd, mm-hmm. just decided, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with the order. I'm done with the rules. I want to leave. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking this whole family down one by one. All you have to do is one bite th- to the throat on every one of us. We're out. I get. I'm not saying that I'm like I'm not afraid of him because I know he wouldn't do that but like 
it only takes him doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, yeah, they're an inch. Life or death is an inch when it comes to, I mean, they're, they're beasts. Listen to that bark. It's comical how weak humans are. Exactly. The, the idea that we're at the top of the food chain is insane. Because, because of this. That's, that's it. it. That's it. These guys. That's all. <laughs> that's it right here. This is the only reason we're at the top, baby. That's it. Man, if we didn't, if we, if this was just a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and we didn't have these, boy, howdy. Anyway, uh, shit, what was I saying? Oh, Mia Khalifa. Right. So <clears throat> she's become, she, she, she skyrockets to the top of, I don't know, porn charts or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Those porn charts. She got really popular really fast, and she got all these death threats from her home country and all these people saying, like, you know, because she was wearing a hijab in her. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the big thing, right? But when you look at it historically, she only did porn for, like, four months. She made a couple of videos with, like, Bang Brothers and all that shit. And then, and then she, she was done with it. And she... <laughs> Is that their legal name? Bang, Bang Brothers? Brothers Bang Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the Bang Brothers, yeah. You hear? Bang Brothers, LLC. Bang Bros is short for the Banger Brothers. <laughs> the yes. Banger Brothers, Esquire. Right. Um, so she got done with that shit. And then uh, anybody who knows her story kind of knows where I'm going with this. But that, that, was, that was a small, small fraction of her life as a celebrity. She's now done more things for longer than she ever did any porn at all. She hasn't exposed her body in that way in years. She's done like, you know, sports uh, analysts. Uh, she's hosted a bunch of stuff. She's become basically uh, one of these internet celebrities. Yeah. You're pop up on IG and Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So she's just, she's parlayed that into uh you know, celebrity for herself. She's made a lot of money. And you can't, you can't deny the fact that that is the thing that sprung board her into our national consciousness. Right. But the fact remains that she's done with that. And yet, if you look at her Instagram, bro, it is filthy. Yeah. With people who are just like, show us your tits again. You're only famous because of porn. You're a dirty slag. All kind, dude, it's, I mean, it's gross. Yeah, of course. And it's like, that's, that's the kind of shit that, do you, do you think that people go to Ray J's comments and say you're only famous because you, you made a sex tape with Kim Kardashian? Then don't sit here and try to say that he had a music career before that because fuck you. Ray J did not have a music career before that. <laughs> Ray J was Moesha's brother. Right. Stop it. Okay? Stop yeah. it. And uh, Brandy's brother. I know people are going to be like, that's the character. I know who the fuck it is. <laughs> so. Brandy had a music career. Brandy had a music career. <laughs> a good one. You see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and it's just the, the easiest. Um, it's the low hanging fruit of American hypocrisy when it comes to pop culture and how we treat women and stuff. And, and I just say all that to illustrate the fact that Kim Kardashian, no matter what she does, no matter, I mean, this, she could fucking run for president and win. And you would still go, and she started from humble beginnings as a porn star. And it'd be like, that has nothing, that is like the smallest part of her celebrity. (laughs) Yeah, so, 
And people like that weighs on Kanye as if he didn't know that when he married her and had four kids with her. I've seen, I've seen all the responses on Twitter of just the screen cap of the sex tape. Yeah. And it's like, his fans, I don't think that they're not, when I look at Kanye's fans, they're not really fans. They're not really fans of his. No, they like the show. They like, yeah, that's it. That was made apparent when he was mid crisis and people were just egging him on or making jokes about it yeah like i you know like it, it was gross so it was disgusting to see all these people coming together just to ogle at the spectacle of it all yeah know, this guy clearly going through something bad and we don't know where this is going to end at, at that point especially he's cooled down since and talked about focusing on his music or whatever but at that time like i was actually really worried about what happened to him uh, yeah just to see, I don't know. It, it was just the worst of the internet coming out of, of you know, you don't, you don't love the artist at all. You, you're just there for the show, the entertainment. That's it. Yeah. That at any cost, it doesn't matter if they're in danger, if they're endangering themselves. You just want to see the show. Yeah. And then, and then if something does happen, then it's going to be all rest in peace. And he died too young and we could have helped him and, you know, didn't have yeah. to be this way, blah, blah, blah. Damn. It's I can't believe he did it, man. I mean, why didn't he tell anybody? Why weren't there warning signs? Right. right. You were too busy laughing at them. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's uh it's uh, it's like we said before, it's it's a very complicated issue. He's a very complicated man. And to say that the answer is he needs to be on medicine is oversimplifying it and the yeah. you know they're it's 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 diagnosing without knowing the facts it's, that's not our place that's not anybody's place in the public sphere to diagnose kanye west yeah and say what treatment he needs right he needs to find that himself clearly but i think my overall point is he has to live with the decisions that he makes and with the things that he says and he is a public figure, and if he's going to walk in front of a microphone and say, abortion bad, no, wait, abortion okay, he has to live with that. And I'm not going to let him off the hook because he's having a manic episode, according right. to some people on the internet. Well, and on top of that, like, just just from public opinion, I mean, again, he slut-shamed his wife. Yeah on a very public platform like you don't just walk away from that and and write it off as like oh he was just having a bad day yeah you know, like i my opinion was immediately changed by him doing that um i i, I mean i had he'd already kind of dug his his hole for me uh you know a long time ago when when he was talking about things that he clearly didn't understand at all yeah um, but you know that just kind of that was another nail in the coffin of I don't, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to love you. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, he's making himself just an unlikable person, even from the, I mean, I've defended, you know, up until recently, all of his transgressions, transgressions, I say in quotes, because it was mostly white people who didn't like what he was doing. And it was because he was hurting white feelings. But this it's gotten to a point where it's like dog like you're 
just like, ugh, I don't, I just don't like him. Just don't like him as a person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a new level. Or, or the person that he's presenting to the public, because we don't know him as a person. Sure, but that, that perception is all we have to go off of. So yeah. I don't think it's fair to take that as face value Yeah, and, and roll off that. But I don't know. I mean, for all we know, we're a bunch of fools just playing into the game, man. Right. Yeah, did you hear that story? That um, the whole Trump stuff, all, all of the Trump stuff was, uh, excuse me, all of it was a ploy to gain Donald Trump's trust. Ah, okay. And then, and then once, once he, once he was in there with the Republicans and the right wing, he was gonna flip it on him. Ah, okay. He was gonna flip it on him and come back to the Kanye that the the old Kanye, right? Just like the the three D chess that Trump's been playing, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, one one story was like he needed Donald Trump to 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 get this whole uh, prison reform ball in motion, mm-hmm. as if that's the um, number one issue on Kanye's docket. Right. As if that's the thing he's been championing for right. years. That That's his, yeah. No. We need God back in schools. Sure. And in the government. That's what we need. Yeah. No separation of church and state, please. Yeah. Well, um, I think I think we talked about yeah, Kanye I'm enough. Exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Well, you're not getting a break, bud, because we're about to talk about something even more exhausting. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do now is we're going to we're gonna let you off the hook on this one if you don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> we desperately want to talk about The Last of Us Part Two. And we haven't been able to because we've been saving it for the show. And, uh, and that show is today. That's, that's tonight's show. <clears throat> so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to review these beers. We're going to break out of here as far as the show proper is concerned. But if you want to stick around, here comes The Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast. Spoiler cast. Spoiler cast. That's good. Thank you. So let's review these beers. So okay. we can let the people out of here. What did you think of your people of the sun? Uh, they're both really good. I, uh, I don't think I ever had this one on draft while people actually drank in public places. Um, <laughs> apparently it was like a fan favorite. Uh, my cousin, Nicole, big fan of people of the sun. I think it's her favorite at Sideward actually. Really? Um, yeah. And so I got pretty hyped behind this one after her recommendation. And uh, for good reason. It's delicious. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. So again, the OG one's wheat ale with Florida citrus and Florida sugarcane. And the remix is wheat ale with Florida citrus, Florida sugarcane, watermelon, and dragon fruit. Um, so I will say the OG is a bit plainer, as you might assume. Right. Very easy drinking. Um, just really like a hint of that citrus flavor. It's not. It's not super strong. It's almost like more of like a a peel kind of. Like you get kind of that bitter citrus flavor in there. Yeah. So it's not sharp. Um, which I actually like, and it balances it out really well. Mm. Which is always our magic word when we're tasting beers. That's right. Balance, baby, balance. The watermelon and dragon fruit 
for me, um, honestly, it, it goes a little bit too far in the sweetness department. Mm. Um, I was hoping for something, uh, I, I guess, a little crisper, if, if, if that makes sense. Um, it's still really good because the elements are all there. And I do like the flavor. It's just a, it's just a hint uh, too sweet, I guess. Yeah. Um, the the it just doesn't quite line up the way I was expecting it to. I think I was looking for a little more watermelon in there, uh, and just it, it, it kind of weighs down the freshness. Bless Lottie. Um, if you got that, a cough, can you leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> all that being said. I think I like the OG just a little bit better. I'm going to give mm. it a 4.5. Uh, the remix with the watermelon and dragon fruit is going to get a solid 4 for me. All right. Both, both recommended. Check them out. All right. Uh, I'm going to give this Intuition Party Wave New England IPA a 4.5 out of 6 bottle caps. Very solid. Um, I, have, I have some waiting for you, so when we finally can see each other, you can taste it. But... Yeah, I think um, you know, minus the cringe of the of the gold read, it's a very it's a very solid beer. I don't really understand the. I mean, it it okay. So, <clears throat> Citra, Cascade, Chinook hops. Uh, I mean, pretty pretty run of the mill New England IPA, yeah. as far as I can tell. I don't really understand what it, what, why it needs. I mean, I guess the hop content that makes it a New England IPA would make it limited release, probably harder to get those materials on a, on a permanent basis. Um, there's nothing special about this that I go, oh man, I needed to have this limited release. God forbid I miss this one. Yeah. I mean, you sometimes it's not, it's not even like the, the limited nature of the ingredients, it's just the, they decide to experiment with a certain mix of stuff too. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, be that as it may, very solid, but nothing special. Yeah. I don't mean that as an insult. It just, it is what it is. Yeah. Intuition Four and a half. They are. They are. Yeah. So put your, let's, let's get a, let's get a nice little, uh, yeah, there you go. Hi. <laughs> All right. That's it for that. But we can't, we, we can't get out of here without discussing why we're really here and what this podcast is really about. It's not about the Kardashians. It's not about politics. It's not even really about beer. It's about two nerds nerding out over nerd stuff. Okay? Uh-huh. Yep. So. That's what we're founded on. Yeah. That is the, that is the staple. That is the, that is the, the, the pillars of this podcast. And so this is your cue. <laughs> You're drinking water to, 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 to yep. cleansing the palate. <laughs> right. All right. Um, we had to have talked about the last of us. I gave you know. my impressions on uh, two episodes ago. I think it was. No, I mean the first one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure we did. Yeah. That came out during the, the lifetime of the show. Did it not? Yeah, definitely. 20, 2016, 2015. I think it was before that. 
I don't know. The show hasn't been around that long. <laughs> Actually, it kind of has. <laughs> yeah, it has. <sighs> well, we definitely had, we've definitely talked about it. Of course, yeah. Um, it's, it's always up there in the, uh, you know, top games of all time discussion. 2013 is when The Last of Us came out. Okay. And then it, it was Oh yeah, because it was on a PlayStation 3, that's right. Yeah. And then and then they re-released it, like, it. It was one of the last games on PS3. Yeah, yes, yes, that's they, right. They did the remaster for PS4. I can't believe it's that old. Yeah, pretty crazy. Especially because it holds up so well. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, before we could go into details about it, you proclaimed it to be a masterpiece, one of the best sequels ever made. We should also say, um, obviously, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, this is the spoiler, the spoilery spoiler part of the show. So if you haven't played The Last of Us Part 2, you need to turn this show off now. Yeah. Or just pause it, play the game, come back. Yeah. Pause it for 25 hours and it's come that back. short, right? Yeah. yeah. How long did it take you to finish it? It took me 20 – it took me about 23 hours. Because 23, I'm not a completionist. Uh-huh. Doug, there were some There were some levels, there were some parts where you're supposed to sneak through. And after a while, I, I would get caught. I'd just go, fuck it. <laughs> just book it. Yeah. I, w- I would do the same thing sometimes. I'm like ah. – Yeah, I would just get too stressed out. I was done sneaking yeah. around. There was too many people to try to yep. – I couldn't do it. I was like, fuck this. I, n- I need to go that way. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And it works. It worked. Almost yeah. every time it worked. Yep. No, every time. Every time I decided to do it, I made it. So. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a bit more of a completionist, especially with this game because I feel like a lot of the – there are a few moments where it opens up and you have not an open world necessarily, but you can kind of check out the areas as you please. Kind of similar to uh, Uncharted 4, where you yeah. just like those Jeep areas where you can just kind of explore. You know, uh, they, they, they definitely made it a, they made a conscious effort to make them more open worldy. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause we know that they're a linear story. And after, I mean, once you get to a point where you need to do what the story is telling you to do, but they wanted to kind of give you a little bit more um, um, sense of freedom. <clears throat> and, well, and I don't know if you heard this, but the game was originally going to be a fully open world game. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was originally going to be an open world game uh, where like your kind of main hub is Jackson. And uh-huh. you just kind of take on missions from there and like search around the... Wow, that is a huge departure. Yeah, and initially... Um, you were supposed to, I guess, not know anything about Abby, and she was going to be introduced into the town, and Joel was going to help her out for like an extended period of time, uh-huh. kind of go under her wing, and then eventually double cross him, and that be the you know the start of the revenge tale for. Uh. So, interesting. Yeah, they went a different direction, obviously. And I'm glad that they did. I, I, yeah, me too. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much, I think. Yeah. I just don't think that the game is – because, I, I mean, you're going to, you know, no. Yeah. Unless, you're, unless you're, like, playing in the past, it'd be hard to just to, – to 
Because the, the problem with games like that is it rips you out of the story when you do some weirdo shit off in the woods. You know? Like, imagine, like, like Grand Theft Auto, for instance. You, you have a story that you need to play, but you can also just drive a boat into the sea. You can go scuba diving and find UFOs. You can, I mean, yeah. it, take it, ayahuasca. and. Well, I mean, especially with um, uh, Red Dead. Red Dead yeah. 2. There's a lot of like, oh, we got to get going on this thing, but also let's spend 10 hours just walking around the forest for a while. Right, exactly. And so that's the, I think that's the pro and con of open world games, sandbox games is you do whatever the fuck you want, but also it doesn't really make any sense to just go off and never come back for for three days and then then continue the mission as if none of that shit you just did matters. Yeah, it rips you out of the uh, the experience. But you were saying at the open here that I was calling it a uh, masterpiece. One of the best sequels of godfather 2 yes exactly and i still stand by that how do you feel about that once now that you <coughs> your adventure I, I for the life of me can't wrap my head around the criticism that this game got mm-hmm. i don't get it i think it, i think it was i i i tried to look up some of the criticism mm-hmm. that people thought was valid criticism. Right. Not came, just, I don't like playing as girl. Yeah. Came down to plot pacing and people had, I guess, an issue with the gameplay itself. Mm. Gameplay wise, that's up for debate. I think, you know, if you don't, if you don't like the mechanics of the game, you know, Whatever that that ha- I mean that definitely goes into your score of the video game yeah. because it's well, at, I mean, at its core it's a video game. It's Last of Us one, but refined. Basically, yeah. they, they don't alter anything dramatically. It's not a revolution of the system. It's it's really more of the same, but I think just kind of tweaked a little bit to make it that much better. I think that what you said before is exactly right. The fact that they called it part two. And the fact that it's not, it is literally just a continuation of the original story. It's not, I never went into it thinking like, how come they haven't tried to do unique things with with the gameplay and why why is it feels so similar? It's like, to me, that was the point. Mm -hmm. To me, it, it seemed like they always wanted to just continue, like they had more to say with these characters and they had a point that they wanted to get across about the choices that they make in this world and trying to revolutionize the gameplay of a pseudo open world, but pretty much linear game was not at the top of their list. It was telling a compelling story. And in that regard, I agree. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's one of the best sequels I've ever played in my whole life. Mm-hmm. I was glued to it. I played it every waking moment that I had that it wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an amazing game, mm-hmm. just amazing. Every, every I mean, there were parts where I was just like, I'd rather just. I was debating on turning the difficulty all the way down, so that I could just get through the story. Yeah, just get more because I was just like I was equal parts super stressed out, uh-huh. and also just needed to know where they were going with it. Yep. So. And I think that in I they just 
for me, they balanced out everything so well. And they took a lot of risks as far as how far they can take the narrative and mm-hmm. how far they can punish you as the player before you go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to play this game anymore. I don't want to yeah. do the same. Yeah. I think they got it just right. Just up to that little, you know, like the quitting point where some people would just say, I don't want to play anymore. I'm, I'm done. Uh, and they rode you right up to that point, And that was <clears> the point <throat> of the game. I think without that, the story wouldn't have hit as hard because it is so much about uh, a cycle of violence and wanting you to be repulsed by your own actions mm-hmm. by the player or by being the player as these characters. Do you think that it's valid to dock a point from the game if the storytelling made you so uncomfortable that you did <laughs> stop playing it? I don't think that it's not a valid point if you were so, I guess, uncomfortable or just at a point where you didn't want to play anymore because of the conscious decisions decisions they made in uh, pacing and uh, things of that nature. Like you, you, you texted me near the end in that final section where you go back as Ellie to try to get revenge again uh, and you seemed frustrated and like you really didn't want to play anymore. Like this game keeps going on forever. And I that, felt that same exact way. Yeah. I felt that, that same exact way. That, that part, I, I still think that even after getting done with it, um, uh, other than the final fight mm-hmm. in the water, other than that, I didn't need to play any of that. Mm-hmm. Getting in the house, finding her, getting through the neighborhood. I don't think, yeah. I don't believe that that added anything to the story or the gameplay. We had already gotten to a point where you had collected every weapon you could collect. You had done all the, all, all the fighting and, 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 and maneuvering that you could do in the game. There was nothing new to discover in that pseudo epilogue portion of the game. Yeah. I just didn't think it, I didn't think it was necessary. It added I, two hours. Yeah. I was like, I, what's the point of this? I came around on that uh, <clears throat> only after I beat the game. Because at first I was like, all the reports of this game being too long are correct. Uh, but then once I played through that and got to the end and we had that conclusion, I, and I mean, maybe this is me just, you know, sniff my own farts, but I feel like, I feel like that was that feeling that you got of like, God damn it. Here we go again. Like, I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. was intentional. I, I, I think that that was exactly on purpose uh, to elicit that feeling of not only do I not like the character decisions here, but Ellie is putting me in a position that I am uncomfortable with. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Like let's stop. And I think that collectively by the end of it, when you're finally fighting uh, Abby at the, in, in the beach, that final fight, it makes it that much more brutal. Cause you, you, you end up like really like wanting to scream at the TV. Just stop. Yeah. Stop it. It's not yeah. worth like, Cut it out. And I think that's enhanced because you're forced to play a bit longer than you're comfortable with. Mm. You're Interesting. Be uncomfortable. 
tired of it just to be over it. And I think that if, if intentional, <laughs> right. Was a super brave move. Yeah. Intentionally make it so that you as a developer are making a game, uh, undesirable to play at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I, I just, I, I feel like that was the intention. And even if it's, if that's something I'm just putting into it, because I, I like kind of like masochistic uh, fiction and, and, and things that really test the boundaries of, of enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, my entertainment, I was all bored for it by the end of it. I didn't like it at the time, but in, in retrospect, I think that added to the impact. For yeah. Me. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, when you put it like that, I still hated it, but <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, just because it's like, I think that no, never mind. No, I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say that I think you would get the same feeling just watching it, but you're right. No, you wouldn't get the same feeling. You would you would need to be put in a position where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. When does it end? Because that's the same idea that they're trying to get across, which is when does it end? When do you, right. when are you finally happy or content or when can you finally accept that this is what it is? These yeah. were choices made by people and you have to live with those choices. Mm -hmm. um, one choice that really rubbed people the wrong way that I saw was a lot of, Valid to various degrees. Mm -hmm. And not since Metal Gear Solid 2 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have people been so angry with the fake out. You're under the impression that this is a story about Ellie and her plot for revenge. Now, when you watch the trailers, you think that Dean is going to die. And you right. think that you're going to play with Joel and Ellie. And you're going to go after presumably Abby or someone else or some organization that killed Dina. At, at first. <clears throat> or group, I said, say. A lot of people were thinking that Abby was uh, Ellie's mother. That was the original. Uh, oh, interesting. Because one of the first previews they had was her strapped up about to get carved open uh, by the, uh, uh, what are their names? The um, Scars. Yeah. So people were thinking like maybe there was a flashback where you play as Ellie's mom. Yeah. That uh, Abby was Ellie's mom, which is hilarious now in hindsight. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with the fake outs with the trailer. For sure. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. There are people who are mad at that. There are people who are yeah. upset by the fact that they were led to believe that the game was going to be one thing. And then when they got it, it wasn't. And That's great. Why, why are you? Why are you upset about a surprise like that? Exactly. Exactly. Why would you be? Because it's not what people wanted. People wanted to play as Joel. They wanted to go back and live in that same life. And it's like, then they got upset when he dies in like the first two hours of the game. Yeah. And it's like, that is a really good and brave choice for a video game developer to go, you know, one of the most popular characters of this uh, iteration of, of video games yeah, we're going to fucking snuff him out. And then, yeah. you know what else we're going to do? We're going to make you play as his killer. And you are going to understand her decision making. Mm -hmm. We're going to force you to live inside of her psyche. 
We're yeah. going to force you to see her as a human being. Yeah. I love it. I hated it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Or remember when I, when I said, I uh, just like the first one, we'll never play this game again. Yeah. Uh, that's why. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't understand the perspective of people who seem to have thought that Joel was this hero. I, he had <clears throat> himself never defined himself that way. In no. fact, the opposite. In, in the first one, he has this entire small little like uh, dialogue uh, uh, excerpt where he says, you know, like, I've done terrible things, essentially. Mm. When, when you get hit by the, uh, uh, th- that little encampment of people who are trying to trick you to help him, and he goes, mm. no, he's not hurt. Hold on. And you get attacked by them. Yeah. And, and Ellie asks you, how did you know? And he goes, well, I've done that same thing before. Like, yeah. he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're forced to be that bad person in this world to survive, but that does not nullify the fact that he is, throughout his entire life, once this pandemic hit, he was forced to do terrible things to people who didn't deserve it. Right. And if you think that that's not going to leave a trail of people who are wanting him dead. I don't know what game you're playing. <laughs> right. It, it right. Seems like that's a lot of the discourse here is people that are upset that think that Joel's just this like John McClane character where he's the good guy. Yeah. And, and you know, like he's, he's this moral compass or somebody to, to uh, aspire to be. And by killing him, you're, messing up the entire story because yeah. now we don't have that anymore. It's like, no, that's, that is the entire point that he's a hero to Ellie at one point, not even throughout the entire game. At one point she figures out that he was lying to her mm-hmm. uh, about what happened at the hospital. Yeah. And I think that switches that flips for her even. And that's her father figure now. Yeah. We, we, we justify the decision-making of characters like that because I think um, just in America as a whole, we have, um, we have this love affair with anti-heroes. And so he is the perfect representation of that. A guy who is not a good person. He's, he is, like you said, a bad dude, but he's now made, you know, when we get introduced to him, he is, he is, he's still this moral there's still that thing in there and you want to root for it. You want it to come out. You want him to be this good person. And his love for Ellie is enough for people to go, well, fuck it. I don't really care what he did in his past. I'm here for what he's doing now. Right. The thing is though, if the first game was, if the first game you played as Abby Mm -hmm. and you got to know her as a person, I wonder how angry people would be with her as a character. If you, if your first introduction of her wasn't her killing Joel. Yeah. Let's say you, you knew her story at the same time as Joel's. Mm-hmm. Then, then their, their story, their, their stories do this and then cross paths. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you explain that, if you had that narrative going at the same time, I wonder how angry people would be, with Abby as a character. I mean, still angry because she's a woman, but 
I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if, it, if people would have been as angry had they got to know her and seen that the decisions that she make are also horrible. But if you're going to justify Joel's decisions, you have to justify, justify Abby's. You have to. Hers yeah. are more justifiable and more understandable if you have a good father in your life. Right. They're more understandable than his decision. This strange girl, this stranger, this girl that he just met months ago, he is so, he, he, he sees her as this figure. She represents what he lost. She represents innocence to him. She represents his old life, his daughter and everything yeah. that he lost. She represents that for him and he can't lose that. So he kills everybody in that hospital. He destroys the Fireflies as an organization and he effectively signs the death certificate of the human race because he can't accept that his old life is gone. Innocence is over. He can't accept that. And yeah. so he does all of that. And, and they, then you – and go ahead. They, they underline that in part two, I think, in a really effective way when um, – you have the scene of, of the doctor, Abby's dad, talking about the potential of this cure. Yeah. Of, of being able to get it. Uh, but then explains that, you know, Ellie will have to die for it. And then I forget her name. What's her name? The, the Firefly? Um, I know who you're talking about. The one in the first game. Yeah, who sent you on the mission to begin with. Yeah. Um, she she's way more sympathetic in this scene where she's like, are you kidding? Like you're, you're talking about killing a little girl here. Like, yeah. Like that, that's really all right with you. Like, I would think that you out of everyone would have an issue with that. Cause he has, he has a daughter about her age. Um, and you know, he explains like, it sucks, but this is like, this is our chance. Yeah. Th this can save millions and millions and, and make everything we've been through worth it. And again, his decision, he doesn't come to that decision lightly. It's not as if no. the Fireflies look at as, as Ellie as like a lab rat. They understand that they understand the decision that they're making. They right. understand the, the, the gravity of doing what they have to do to this, yeah. to this girl. I mean, they, the, they're not this evil organization. They, they're doing what they have to do just as Joel had done in the first game. So yeah, I, I mean, I get that people are attached to him as a character, but it just, it really shows me, I mean, I, you know, it just shows the hypocrisy of a lot of gamers to be able to justify Joel's actions, but not Abby's for, yeah. you know, reasons that, I, I mean, I mean, I know some of the reasons, but, you know, people who would say that they're not, <laughs> they don't hate her for being a woman and don't hate. Yoked. And yoked. <laughs> I'll be honest, dog. When she first got introduced to the game, I was like, who is this big bitch broad? Or this big arm broad? Like, god damn, look at this fucking... She's fucking... She's brolic. She's big, almost comically. Uh-oh. He froze. He froze on his beautiful mug. Hold on. Oh, coming back.
Let's see. I don't know if I'm froze too. I guess we'll have to look at the playback of this. Well, I guess I'm going to have to delete this whole portion. Fucking A. Oh, okay. Never mind. All right, we're back on. We had some uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> <clears throat> He's now on his... He's now on mobile. There you go. Anyway, she's uh she's jacked as all hell. I think that was the point that I was making. You were saying when you first started playing as her, you but I was you I was I was so surprised at how fucking huge she was. It was it was almost comical at at, at how uh, how big she was. I I was like um. Am I supposed to take this seriously? She's massive. And then, and then, you know, no offense. I know this is going to sound stereotypical, but I was really surprised that she was heterosexual. Okay. I'm just, I just, I was surprised. Uh. I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised at that decision making. She was just so big that I was like, you know, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Straight girls can be jacked too, okay? Of course they can. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm obviously not saying that. I'm just saying in in a in a game world, in a world where we're being very inclusive and we're being very progressive with these characters' stories, I don't know. I just thought like it wouldn't have surprised me. Like when I, I saw the character and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, okay, I get it. I get that's where we're going with it. No, no big deal. I'm I'm down. I'm with it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. That shows my prejudice, okay? Yeah. Or, or my, my ignorance, all right? Mm -hmm. I will accept that, okay? What? What are you whining about? Come here. Come on. Look at this guy. Your, your audio is fucked up. It, it it's coming in late. You're like a, uh, it's like a newscast. It's like like three seconds delayed. Let me try without the uh, earphone air AirPods. Yeah, the earphones as I listening. Can you hear me now? Yes. Wait, this is still weird. I think the audio is still going to my AirPods. Talk. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, how's it going? I'm Marco Dupa. It's podcast. Everybody's so here and enjoy themselves. Hold on. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I tried calling me back. <laughs> Say what now? I still can't hear you. It's so weird. You can't hear me at all. Hello? 
Well, let me uh, let me call you back. All right. Okay, I think we got it all taken care of. Frankie has now joined me for the rest of the show, apparently. <laughs> he wants to be let out, but he can't be trusted. No, he can't. Oh, no. He can't be trusted. He oh, no. Be, yes, you do. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I still have a lot to learn about women's physique and, and how <laughs> I get it. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. still. Okay. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Which I guess I'm is sure. not a glowing uh, endorsement of. No. no. <laughs> I'm Listen, not the there only... are plenty of Nazis. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm running I'm on is, is I'm not the only one. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm not the only one. Uh, um, so yeah, she, she gets, she gets introduced in the most brutal of ways. I think, the only thing that I'll say, I guess, is a mild criticism is, I mean, everything that happened, I think, was pretty well foreshadowed to the point that I wasn't surprised by anything. When Joel got, when Joel bit it, I mean, of mm. course, Abby was looking for Joel. What would have really thrown me for a loop is that they were, like, looking for Ellie or Tommy or somebody else. But, like, my first thought was, oh, they're going to mark Joel for sure. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's about to eat it. Yeah. Say, so, uh, uh, one of the criticisms I've seen around is that people are uh, upset that Joel and Tommy would make that mistake after going through everything they've been through. But I mean, I've seen the response that I agree with, which is basically they've been living good for the past what, like, uh, four years. Yeah, and they're in this city that's essentially the closest thing you can get to, uh, you know, the olden times mm-hmm. and they got comfortable and they're in this, uh, you know, the situation that they kind of had to think on their feet again for the first time in probably a long time uh, with, with new people in that way. Well, and, and maybe, maybe they're suspicious of them because they might get jumped and their guns get stolen or something. But other than that, why would they be suspicious of her? She was out there. They saved her life. They needed to get off the road, right? She's like, I, my people are back at this mansion. We should go there. We're not going to make it to Jackson. I don't understand. Yeah. What mistake did they really make given the situation? That'd be one yeah. thing if she just came strolling up to Jackson and she was like, hey, do you mind coming back? I got to show you something. That's right. But given the situation... I don't see what else they could have done. Told her to go fuck herself, and then they go out there with hundreds of of, of infected. Uh, I don't know. I think that's dumb. I don't think. I don't think that that's valid criticism. I yeah. I, I think there are some plot points that need some. I mean, the pacing is a little weird, and uh, I don't know. I I had. I'm trying to think of the 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 gripes that I had as I was playing it. I mean, Tommy getting shot in the face and surviving. Yeah, he, yeah, he got his shit blown out, and, and then they were like, ah, eh, he just lost an eye. He's back. Not half his brain. Yeah. He'll, he'll be all right. That one, yeah, it that missed, was low. It missed all the brain. I, don't like, I didn't really, yeah, that didn't make, and point blank, you know, Jesse got shot right in the, in the face. Looked like the same yeah. spot. He went down and was dead <laughs> instantly. 
He did not come back. So, dude, when they, that surprised me. The yeah. door opens and boom, he just Bop. drops. I was like, oh, shit, we're getting yeah. real. We're yep. getting really real. Uh, I'm trying to – what else, what else, what else? Hmm. I'm like, I'm like visualizing the game in my head again, just going through it. I think I saw like Ellie not being satisfied, you know, given, given everything like the, when, when you're back at the, the farm, uh, near the end of the game, that like midway point. And, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I could just tell that this wasn't really the end. It, yeah. It seemed like too happy of an ending, too clean. I, I just knew she wouldn't be able to let it go. If something was going to happen, I thought that Abby was going to show up. Mm. And that they were gonna, you were going to have some kind of fight scene in the middle of the fucking uh, farm. Or that Dina mm-hmm. was going to get killed at the very end. Something like that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you could really, you could tell that like, this wasn't like the epilogue scene in Uncharted 4 where you just kind of walk around the beach as their daughter and you're just kind of discovering stuff. And it's Uncharted 4 end. spoilers. Oh yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah, shit, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck. Whatever. It's an old game. It's yeah. fine. Uh, Should have played it already. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. So, yeah, where are you going? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I knew it was going to be deeper than that. There was no way it was just going to, you know, end on some cute little epilogue there. So that was a little, that was predictable. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. I'm trying to think of, like, valid criticism that I had for the game. But I, I, I'm drawn. I'm. I just don't really. I just don't. I get that the 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 switcheroo of having to play as Abby was jarring to a lot of people. I think maybe they. I think that they failed to make her. Um. Sympathetic enough. I understand why she did what she did. But at the end of the game, I still disliked her. And it's because of who she was as a person. She came across as a bitch. Well, the, uh, the line that stuck with me was when she was talking to uh, the, the, her pregnant friend. Yeah. That she was sleeping around with a old boy with. That's not cool. Um, yeah. And, well, and, and she said, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Just flat out. And she said, and, you've always been a piece of shit. Right. And I think I, uh, and I mean, I, I'm giving, I'm giving the writers a lot of credit here, but I feel like she was written somewhat unsympathetically to display what happened uh, when vengeance became like her only motive. Like yeah. that, from that point on, she just became a machine dedicated to finding and killing Joel. That's yeah. it. That's all she cared about. She didn't care about anybody else. She didn't care about anybody else's feelings. She clearly dedicated her life to getting yoked to the gills 
yeah. uh, in order to be a killing machine, in order yeah. to protect herself and to, to find Joel and be able to, to kill him when she did. Yeah. And, you know, to hell with anyone who got in her way or anyone who happened to be in her vicinity. And sure, that's not who she is deep down, but that's who she became. Yeah. And I think everyone realized that by the end. Like, even she did. I, I think by the time that she was on that beach crucified, you know, like, none of that vengeance stuff mattered anymore. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and um, kind of finding someone else to, to care about, I think, helped her on her journey to become a person again and not just be this vehicle of, uh, of vengeance. Yeah, against Joel because even once she killed him, it it didn't help her out. She didn't help anybody. The whole group was still like, you know, that didn't. We don't feel good about that. It didn't. No. Yes, anything. No. Which is another good lesson that is. I feel like the writers try to get across is like it. You're not going to get what you think you're going to get mm-hmm. once you finally have your vengeance. Yeah, and you, I you just, just open the door for more violence. I think that they could have done a better job of making her sympathetic before the turn so that mm-hmm. once we got to that point, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, of course she's consumed by vengeance. Now the same thing with Ellie, Ellie was consumed by vengeance too, made her at the end kind of unlikable. Cause it's like, you have this beautiful life. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to be, I, I was, I guess I was trying to lay it on a little nicer, but yeah, pretty unlikable. Cause you're like, she, she held the knife to the throat of a child. Yeah. <laughs> And you just think like you have, you have everything. You have a good life right. in this, in this, in the, in all of this chaos, you were able to land on something beautiful and, and you, you were so consumed by vengeance that you weren't able to see the forest from the trees. No pun intended. And, and it, it, it's really sad and, and it's kind of infuriating. You know, when you're like, I just want you to be happy and you don't want it. All you want is this vengeance. And, and again, she discovers it too. And she discovers it too late. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really good, I loved that she came back and she lost everything. I yeah. love that they decided to go to do that, which another thing that was like, kind of, kind of, you could kind of see that coming, but at the same time, mm-hmm. they could have done the, 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 the whoop de whoop and have her still be there. And I loved that at the end of it all, Abby survives. Ellie uh, loses everything in this quest for vengeance. It just, man, it's just so depressing and 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 so so, so well told in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it, it you know I think it it leaves it open for uh, interpretation as far as what the end of the story is. Does she go back to Jackson? Does she try to, you know? win back her relationship uh does she try to get back into this reformed world that she was kind of maybe should be exiled from after uh you know turning her back on it like what 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 happens now does she feel like she's too lost for that does she just walk into the oblivion at this point like yeah what happens yeah so yeah yeah, it does leave it. I mean, it, you know, it, I, I wouldn't say it leaves it open to a part three because it's like, all right, well, I mean, what is she going to go? If, if they do a part three and she's going after Abby again, I'm just like, ah, okay, no, you lost me. I don't, I'm not doing no, it. No, I don't think, I don't think they would do that. I, I, I think that final 
letting go was her learning her lesson, especially when she gets back and can't even play the guitar anymore, which yeah. was her, her, her link to Joel is now so, gone. So brutal. So brutal yeah. that they do that. Yep. So I think that was enough for her to learn a lesson and like, no, <laughs> it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, again, I, I said this after I beat the first game, I hope there's not a sequel because I mean, it ends the way that I feel like it should. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I don't can't. want it anymore. Please, <laughs> Please stop. Give me a break. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I love it. I, uh, I, I agree with you. I think that it's one of the best video game sequels of all time. You agree with yourself. I, I agree with me. All <laughs> you the agree time. with me agreeing with you. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, definitely. Just, just, just play the game, especially if you played the first one. The, well, you we ruined uh, it for everyone if they haven't yet, but. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have. Well, I mean, no, no, no. You can't, you can't play it now. <laughs> you can't play it now. <laughs> You're not allowed. We've, given, we've, we've pretty much given it all away. But. I, I would I'd like to say if you disagree and you think the game is trash or you think that it just failed in some way, uh, let us know why. I'd say give it, give us an explanation as to why it failed to you. I want to hear valid criticism, yeah. real, not just well they made me play as Abby and I didn't want to play as Abby and Abby sucks. Whatever, man, give me real criticism as to mm-hmm. why you didn't like it. Yeah. More, more than just I didn't like that I was playing a character that I didn't like because they killed a character I liked. Yeah. You know? That's, that's, that's cool. the point. Yeah. Save it if that's your yeah. criticism. All right. All right. All right, let's get the fuck out of here before we have any more uh, technical difficulties. Please. <laughs> My arm is getting tired. All right, everybody. That was the show. Um, like, share, and subscribe. Um, drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you.